What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again in the host spotlight, we've Mr. Dearly, Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm refreshed. We got back from, back vacation, from vacation this past weekend. Yes. Yeah, so it was wonderful. All the it's, kids it's, were there. My parents came. It was great. It's one of those like subliminal things of friendship. You get to see all their pictures, jealous day in and day out. Your <laughs> son's in my small group. He's sending me pictures. Look how much fun I'm having. I'm like, I get it. But yeah, it looked like yeah. late summer vacation. Do you guys we, normally go? We do. We normally go late summer just mm. because the kids are do swim team and stuff during the right. main Good summer. Point. And then it's also less busy. Uh, when I think it's smart. All the yeah. kids are back in school. And uh, so we just take advantage of that and go. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Glad you're back. Uh, he's joining us uh, for the first time in a long time. He's been here before, but pastor of Global Mission, Scott McManigal. Scott, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, doing good. Good. Yeah, thanks good. for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for being, being a part of uh, the Sunday morning service. I know that doesn't happen often, no, uh, but no, no. I get excited anytime I, I know something like that's going down. There's going to be a missions thing. I'm like, sweet. Right. Um, so, Alicia, I'm going to come your way first. We'll just jump into a kind of Sunday in review, talk through what FBC did this this weekend as we wrapped up uh, our core value series uh, with Loving the World. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have really uh, appreciated this core value series, and um, I was anticipating Loving the World because for me, I feel like it. Yeah, the other four core values of loving God, loving truth, loving our family, and loving the church, they're, they're so essential. And I feel like they're easier, at least for me, mm. than the loving the world part. And so when Mark started things out and hit those two embarrassing questions of, <laughs> you know, don't stay in your holy huddle, and then yeah. when was the last time I shared Christ, and then when was the last time I even tried, mm. that's, uh, it very, it pricked me. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so I was just thinking about that. Why, you know, why is it that loving the world can be so challenging. Uh, and there's, you know, it should be an overflow of these other core values and hmm. of our relationship with God and our relationship with others. But um, for the average lay person, I feel a little fear and trembling about evangelism missions, witnessing being an ambassador for Christ. But I don't think it's really meant to be that way. Hmm. Um, so you did a great job, uh, mm. Pastor Scott, for helping us unpack um, what God's called us to mm. as witnesses mm. of, of Jesus. One thing I wanted to ask you was, when, when did you find out you were going to be needing to do some sort of presentation for a Sunday morning? And how did, how do you and your team decide what to communicate in the little time, honestly, you have, mm -hmm. uh, especially with something quite literally being as big as global missions and all the different stories you could tell or all the different, even graphics and stars you could place on the map? What was that kind of process like behind the scenes? And did you feel like there was anything, if, if you could have elaborated more, you, you would have or um, anything of that sort? Uh, yeah, we, uh, I'd say I found out a couple weeks ago, um, and then, you know, found out how much time I would have and that kind of thing. And of course, you know, I wanted to know, I mean, it, it, this is all Mark's brainchild of, you know, mm. laying out the core values and exactly, because with our core value, like, 
we, there are a number of ways that you could go with it. And mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes, you know, in the past, it's, it's always about our, our philosophy and our strategy and the way we're going about missions where, you know, where we're working and, mm -hmm. and, and what we do, you know, and why we do what we do. And I don't, I just, there's things, you know, some of the things I shared are things that God's been laying on my heart. Um, you know, as I've been teaching and, and preparing lessons and, hmm. you know, teaching through knowing God and, and, uh, some of it has been on, you know, just some of that very thing of seeing some of the people in the gospels, you know, that Jesus healed, you know, when you read through the gospels and your focus is on God and, and what God is doing and, and, you know, one of the main things is proving who Jesus really was. Well, the way he did that wasn't with, you know, the scribes and the Pharisees, the educated religious leaders of mm. the nation standing up, waxing eloquent on the scriptures. It was by mm. the outcast, the needy, the, you know, the, the blind, the lepers, the paralytics that Jesus healed and just proved who he was. And it mm. just, you know, it just really stood out to me that these were people at that time, at that place that God raised up to be a part of his unfolding of the eternal plan of redemption as much as the apostle Paul was. Mm. I mean, they were, they were used in the same plan for the same purposes. Mm. Like, mm. and I'd never, I'd never thought of that before. And so. mm. yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I will say it, it, it was probably a global missions podcast, the global church podcast we have that I heard you say, the first thing God created was a universal plan for the right. redemption of man out of out of those New Testament passages. Right. I've been using that a lot in my <laughs> teaching, and I just think it's right. so cool to put that in the biblical perspective, and yeah. that's why well, I, it, it shapes your it shapes your perspective on the big picture right. context. You right. have to begin mm -hmm. your context at the right place. Yeah, right. And you shared uh, that graphic, the meta narrative context, which was so helpful. And um, you made a statement, and I wrote it down that you said all the results of the fulfilled plan, every promise, every doctrine, every command, every event, all find their relevancy in the fact that Jesus fulfilled the eternal plan of redemption. Yep. And that is so spot on. That just um, summarizes the whole picture right there. And it is. It's all about Jesus right. and, mm -hmm. and what he's done for us. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, and you, you you understand you can have an elementary reading through Genesis or in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and then John 1, in the beginning was the Word. Yeah. But when you realize that that God had a reason for doing all that and that reason was was us, and now I fit into that, that's one of the challenges I have with younger people is, mm -hmm. is getting them to understand they, they still live in Bible times, yeah. and they are a part of what we are that's right. reading. Exactly. This isn't an ancient, arbitrary text. No. This is more real for you than whatever else has been going right. on. And to have that huge picture, I think this came out not just from you, but from Scott Santmire and Mark as well. Mm -hmm. The greater our awareness of that, the more we can't help but uh, you know respond in these yeah. in these ways. Yeah. Um, and I love how you brought out um, Acts 1-8, that mm -hmm. the power that we have is coming from the Holy Spirit. Right. That's That's how we are empowered to be witnesses. And right. so, you know, and back to what I was saying at the beginning of how hard it is, you know, what what is it that is stumbling blocks that we have in sharing Christ and being a witness to him when we've been given the Holy Spirit? Like we have 
we have God himself um, empowering us to be a witness for him. Right. Hmm. That's good. Um, I've been asked a couple questions about you from young people who have not been attending the church very long. They were curious about what your story and your background is, because from my perspective, you didn't share your whole personal history with the church or where you've been as a missionary, and you also didn't explain outright the the philosophy of missions we have and how it differs from other churches, and and you alluded to this earlier. I appreciated that, because I think a lot of us were on board with that idea. Um, But for those who don't know how you've gotten where where you've been, like, can you give us just a, a brief summary of how the Lord put this on your heart to, to be in missions? And what would your advice be for a young person who wants to pursue global missions, but is overwhelmed with mm-hmm. like where to start? Yeah. yeah. Uh, loaded question perhaps, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I never wanted to be a missionary. Like mm-hmm. I never even knew missionaries existed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, uh, I, I come from a, you know, broken home. I got into, you know, I was always into sports and that kind of stuff, but I got into, drugs and partying early mm. eighth grade and mm. and it all kind of came to a head for me um just before my senior year of high school and mm. and uh just i had gotten saved at about 16. my dad you know he had come to know the lord and he would mm. you know witness to me and that kind of thing and one day told me about the tribulation the rapture and the tribulation and what's going to happen and that kind of scared me into mm-hmm. accepting jesus <laughs> Um, but I, I do believe that, you know, at that time I genuinely accepted Christ, but I was still living, you know, in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania and with, you know, not a mm-hmm. part of a church and mm-hmm. not good influence. And, and just when it all came to a head, just God at the same time brought me to the place where I was sick of how I was living. I was sick of the trouble. I was sick of, mm-hmm. you know, everything I was causing my family and, and also got plugged into a really good youth group. Uh, Reston Bible Church that, uh, you know, the guys, especially in that group, really rally around mm. around me and and embrace me. And and uh, and and then our church there at Reston, actually, Tim Sanford's dad, um, he was a representative with New Tribes Mission. He came and spoke at our missions conference. Huh. And it was the first I'd heard of, you know, these tribal people that live in jungle areas or isolated with their own language, their own culture, unless somebody goes and learns their language, gives them the gospel, they'll never hear it. And like, it was just like, Mm. as soon as I heard about this and this need, it was, Mm. all I can say is God just gripped my heart and that's what I had to do, you know, Mm. and, and went into new tribes and, you know, then met Annette. And so all I can say is I, I often tell people that like in many ways, I was like Abraham, you know, just, living in Northern Virginia, mining my own business, worshiping (laughs) idols, you know, Mm. and for whatever Mm. reason, God wanted me to be a tribal missionary. Mm. And, Mm. and, and, you know, since then being a part of a parachurch organization that had representatives that would go around trying Mm -hmm. to recruit people for missions and that kind of thing. Um, I guess because of the way that I see, I saw God, you know, work in my life and lead me into it and what i see of him in the word of god that this is his work it's Mm -hmm. not our work Mm -hmm. i believe we need to leave that up to him and not be out there telling everyone you know like like we used to hear some of this stuff like you don't need a command to to go everybody's commanded to go you need a command to stay Mm -hmm. like we would hear that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and you know i i couldn't disagree with that more 
Yeah. And this is God's work, you know, and mm-hmm. and he'll use us where he wants to use us. And I would, you know, any young person that, I, you know, that has missions like on mm-hmm. their heart, I I would say, you know, that could be God putting that on their heart. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I would love to have them, you know, come talk to us and yeah. you know, we would gladly, you know, begin working with them and point them in the right direction, help mm-hmm. them discern if this mm-hmm. is really something that God has for them. I mean, there's, it's, it's not just how to get involved in missions, but it's even where mm-hmm. and what you're going to do, because mm. you name it, you know, in terms of occupations, and it's being done out there somewhere around the world in mm. the name of missions. Sure. And so, you know, I, I just think it's really important to be discerning about where you're going to be involved, how you're going to be involved, what the focus is going to be, what's mm. really going to be accomplished, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. No, that's good. There's uh, a lot to it. Uh, oh, for yeah, sure. Because when you're, when you're thinking about a decision like that, um, mm. missions is hard, it's costly. And so, yeah. um, but when you're feeling that call, um, yeah. mm. you, you're, you're responding to what the Lord's doing in your, in your heart. Right. And, um, trusting him. You, yeah, I mean, if you get on the internet and you go to parachurch organization, you know, websites, you read their literature, you read, it's it's all going to be wonderful things mm-hmm. that they're saying or being mm-hmm. accomplished. But the <laughs> yeah. reality is, is it's not always yeah right. You know, being accomplished what is being portrayed as being accomplished, and so mm-hmm. there'd be some of that stuff that I would really want to clue people in on. And, yeah, you know, give them some insight on. So from from where you went when going because you were in Thailand, correct? Mm-hmm. Is is that um, after you and Annette got married that you together went, or were you? Mm-hmm. We okay. got married in the training. Okay, mm. and then went to Thailand. So yeah. then from your time in Thailand, um, and then coming back to the states, uh, how was that transition? And then to where, doing what you're doing now, where you're equipping leaders mm-hmm. um, and partnering with pastors uh in their in their own cultures and um Mm. just helping them to be equipped with the scriptures to be able to teach their people uh truth and effectively uh communicate that to them Mm -hmm. yeah um it it, each step of along the way you know leading me into the training with new tribes mission and then to the field that God led us to, and then to the people group that he led us mm-hmm. to, and then even the village of the people group that he led us to. And mm. and then when it was time to begin leaving the church on its own and move out to town and, and then moving back here from there, each step of the way, you know, obviously we were really looking to the Lord and all this sure. and, and just wanting what he wanted for us. And each time he, you know, the way he worked was just, gave me a real confidence that this was what he had for us and and the decision that needed to be made. Um, When it came time to leave the tribe, Annette cried. Mm. She wanted to go to another village, Mm. not to town, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm. get involved in leadership. Mm -hmm. Then when it came back, you know, came time to come back here, you know, she cried and just felt like she wasn't going to have a ministry like she's, Mm. you know, had. And, um, but each each step of the way for me, I was confident this was what God was leading us to. And so, you know, when when we still needed to be in Thailand, 
that's where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. he was leading us here, it was like I couldn't wait to come and, you know, be a part of, of this. And mm-hmm. now that I now that I've been here for 16 years and mm-hmm. <laughs> doing what we're doing, I'm just so thankful to be doing what we're doing in the context of a local church and not as a parachurch organization, because I feel like we as a church are modeling for these guys, mm-hmm. you know, what we're leading them to do in terms of, you know, equipping and establishing their own churches and leading their churches to live and function mm-hmm. according to God's call and design. And mm-hmm. It is the earliest example, it's kind of a funny story, the earliest example I have of a missionary is his family. I remember when you moved back or moved here and my yeah. parents told me this is going to be Scott and Annette McMahon. They have a bunch of boys that you'll get along <laughs> with. And, and when they came and I met them, I, I, I they're white. Like, like I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my whatever I was seven, eight year old brain around. Like yeah. you said, they came from Thailand. And you speak but, English. But they're but they're white, and my you know my dad's explaining the concept of where you originated versus right. where you. And so anyway, it's just so yeah. crazy to even be here with you now talking about some of this stuff because. Yeah, that that picture being painted of what missions is and how FBC does it, I think, is so important, and especially for people who are visiting. And that's one thing that's been encouraging to me about the sermon series as a whole is it's it's been different. We haven't been preaching for you know forty four minutes or whatever, but we've been hearing from so many different people in the church, and there have been so many young people visiting. A lot of interest in in Keystone or getting plugged in and joining community groups, and and I've heard just a lot of good feedback about wow, they feel like they're so lucky that while they visited, the church was also saying, here's what we're about. Mm-hmm. And that's just so helpful. Yeah. And even when the sermon series moves on and does something great, which is go through Acts, there's still going to be that opportunity right. you know, to connect. And for mm-hmm. even for you to be somebody, oh, I wonder what his story is. And you know, oh, right. how, how does somebody like that, oh, Pastor McManigal, who I s- yeah. see up in the pulpit twice a year, if I'm right. lucky, yeah. to good old Scott, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when the, fi- the family comes together like that and we have all these stories that connect, I... I, I appreciate Mark's, you know, mm-hmm. thinking through the series and how to do that. I think it increases exposure to ministry mm-hmm. and it, it's helpful for our congregation too. And, and that's something I hope you felt of, of, you don't get to address our congregation a whole lot, but yeah. it's very impactful when you do and yeah. when you can. Yeah. Um, even even to just simply give monthly to the local church means you are a part of the global church and, that's you right. know, we, are, we get to help this happen. Right. And I just think and, that's... And I love the, like what Scott Santmeyer shared and Jim also shared in that, you know, for those of us who are not globally going, mm-hmm. um, we we are supporting you through p- prayers and finances mm-hmm. and, and the, the fact that our church pays 20%, you know, of their, the church is tied mm-hmm. towards missions. Is, yep. That's huge. And yeah. so we are, we are all playing a part in that. But mm-hmm. then, you know, to bring it back locally, there are so many opportunities for us to love the world mm-hmm. locally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that can start in our neighborhood. Yep. And um, just in that, I think about the verse in, in 2 Corinthians, it's for the love of Christ that controls us or compels mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. and when we are cultivating that relationship with Christ and, and he's... Um, He's working in our lives. That 
that is an overflow of loving our neighbors and in our communities. And then um, just the opportunities of being a part of what's happening in Arizona with Indian Bible College. And mm-hmm. uh, my son got to participate that mm-hmm. in the summer with, mm-hmm. with, yeah. the, with the team. Nice. And, um, you know, I, what a privilege uh, to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. um, the things that are happening in Vinyl Haven and, and mm-hmm. South and North Dakota. And I didn't know about the, bad, the Badlands camp that's going to be happening. But that's so exciting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. those are things like we can we can be a part of yep. and um, just slowly expose ourselves to more of what God's doing in other mm. uh, communities and cultures that's really not that far away. Yep. Well, and it's something that Acts 1, verse 8 especially, it adheres to and speaks to. So it's not like we had a couple of people just put their heads together in the 90s and start up a church right. and say, here's how we're going to do it. Yeah. But it's just... a, a obeying a biblical model and then and I I continually learn this as I'm on staff and getting exposed to all the ministries and years and years of the Lord is faithful mm-hmm. when when we when we value his word and we just kind of stick to it yeah. even if it doesn't sometimes make sense or even if there's other people doing it differently or you know a yeah. parachurch can be going this way or that way it's He's given it to us, and and when you are a part of a local body that values the Word of God uh, from up front, yes, on a Sunday morning, but throughout the week as well. One of the reasons this podcast exists to to, to think biblically and and bring it up so that uh, even if it we're riding high and it's a wonderful success, it's it's not because of some person in a unique staff position or some sort of philosophy exactly. we've coming up with. Right. We are a part of that universal plan. And that's another thing that I think that visual that chart does it did for me mm-hmm. um you know once we put it together and sitting there looking at it you know the little white part that's uh, you know the church age that shows where we are like it to me it, it it really highlights the fact that we're a part of god's plan mm-hmm. he's not a part of our plan. <laughs> yeah. and i yeah. think that's how a lot of christians a lot mm-hmm. of pastors churches view it as you know mm-hmm. we're making the plan here and now we're asking god to bless our plans no, this is God's work, and it's been His work from before the foundations mm-hmm. of the earth, and mm. we're blessed to be raised up to be a part of what He's doing. And mm. yeah, yeah, like you were saying, He's He's faithful, and I and He's going to be faithful because of who He is, not because mm-hmm. of what we do, or anything our we're doing. Or, yeah. One of the quotes on the "Loving the World" card that was given out um, is by Christopher Wright. It says it's not so much that God has a mission for His church in the world, but that God has a church for His for His mission in yeah, the man. world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we get to be a part of that is pretty yep. awesome. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So we look forward to you know the next several weeks, especially as as Tim launches Acts, and I think we'll get you know a greater and greater context of what the early church went through, what it looked like, and and how we can really be motivated and encouraged by that. Well, so. and, and to go back to um, what the three of you said was such an encouragement to me for the why of loving the world, Scott, Ma- Scott Santmeyer said that the great command is true, loving God and loving others, and then the great commission is true. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jim Poole said, God and people are the only two things that last mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And then you emphasize that in Acts 1-8 is where we're actually living out our core value. Mm-hmm. And and that's a Holy Spirit-empowered action that we can take mm-hmm. f- to be witnesses for Christ. And um, yeah. That's- and that's one thing that is, is an ultimate encouragement to me, because after Sundays like this, 
it's easy for me to think, I, I would love for more of that. I'd love to hear from Scott and Jim more, but there's a reason we don't hear from you on a Sunday morning a whole lot, and that's because you're doing it. <laughs> and and other people, right. there are so many people we'd love to hear from in this right. church, but it's, it's, it's actually pretty neat knowing that there are things going on way more than meets the eye in a good way yeah. of, of serving in this local body. And so with that, I just wanted to end like, What's next? You briefly mentioned uh, in all staff this morning. I think what what's next for you and your travels. But how can how can the church be praying for you and Jim over the next few trips and months? What does that look like? Yeah. So, um, we, of course, like we mentioned in the services, we have Chris and Kylie Little coming mm-hmm. to um, going to meet with a small group of us to just uh, you know for him to go through us just all that we will be responsible for when we do the family camp. Sure. And so then we can brainstorm and you know. Uh, determine what kind of a team we're going to need to go out there and pull pull it all off. Yeah, um, and so that'll begin that uh, end of uh, September, uh, October 9th, tenth uh, through the thirteenth. Jim and I will be teaching at Indian Bible College, like you also yeah. mentioned. We're really excited about that. Um, just in in hopes of you know all this is is. Our our goal and our purpose, you know, is always the establishment of the local church. Like mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. everything we do is for that purpose. And so, going to Indian Bible College is is for the purpose of building relationships. They have students that come through that are educated that have a heart to return and reach their own people. Mm-hmm. They come from a train wreck of of church experience and family, mm-hmm. and then many of them are going back alone. You know, well, how far do you really get down the road in a four or five year Bible school setting coming Mm -hmm. from that kind of a mess Mm -hmm. and then not have anybody walking with you, partnering with you, Mm. you know, and and I think there's a real role for us as a church, you know, but it takes relationships to get to that point to be able to be involved like that. Yeah. So that's the the team you took out there this summer. Mm -hmm. We took there last summer our trips out there teaching, it's all for the purpose of trying to build, you know, that mm-hmm. relationship that will lead mm-hmm. to that kind of involvement. Mm-hmm. Um, then I get home, I get home from IBC the 14th and then like the 17th or 18th, I leave for Nepal mm. um, and we'll be partnering with Gopal Manali. Um, he's he's going to, he uh, getting 50 or 60 pastors from all over Nepal together to do a knowing God conference. And so he asked us to come out and partner with him in that. Uh, so we'll be doing that. Um, Jim and Rachel will be going to Guadalajara, um, hmm. the beginning of November. They have a family retreat every year, um, hmm. around hmm. November. And, uh, so they invited them to come down and speak for the retreat. Nice. Um, yeah. That's great. It's looking like uh, Nat and I will probably finally get to Thailand at uh, the beginning of Sweet. December. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it'll have been three years since okay. we've been there. So, wow. Yeah, a lot yeah. has happened with some of the Karen church leaders, you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, some difficult things that, um, you know, I've just had to, you know, talk with them on the phone and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be good to be back there and be in person and plus see Joel and Rachel and the kids. Yeah. And, yeah. Good. That I love That's awesome. the relational dynamic in that, and that it just it um, is probably such a huge motivation to just continue on and to keep mm-hmm. pressing on because um, they, these people matter. Yep. They matter mm-hmm. to God, and they matter yeah. to you. And um, just the fact that you love them, they love mm-hmm. you, and yeah. you know you you really are partnering in mm-hmm. the, the mission of the gospel. Yeah. 
That's really they're, they're part of that Romans 12, that First yeah. Corinthians yeah. 12, just like yeah. our small groups here are. And right. that's, yeah. that's really cool. But when you, you know, when you first start working, you know, with these folks, like all the pastors that we work with, and there's a lot of them in the beginning, all of them have been very confused in the faith mm. and to, to see them become established in the faith, but then, but then to turn around, you know, over time, then to see them establishing their churches yeah. in the faith and hearing the stories like, I'm sure it's so rewarding. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. so cool. God is God is so good, yeah. and yeah, it's getting outside of our own little boxes and are just broadening the picture and and seeing God not only working in our local body but just globally yeah. um, is so neat. One thing I did want to want to plug before we head out of here is we have a, a global church podcast here at, at FBC. There's there's already it looks like fifty episodes I'm seeing. So if if this is something that piques your interest or you want to know truly what what we've been up to, what the Global Missions Program has been up to. That's an excellent opportunity to listen and hear from the testimonies of these churches around the world, hear from Scott and Jim and some of the people that have been part of that program. It's a huge encouragement as well. So I know all, all our listeners and watchers, you can uh, subscribe to that uh, in addition to Sermon Spotlight. So Scott, thank you for being here. Thank you. I appreciate thank it, you. man. I thank really you. appreciate it. Alicia, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place. Just type in Sermon Spotlight on your favorite podcast platform. We pop right up. Feel free to subscribe, leave feedback, or submit a question at fbcva.org. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless.